You are here with Kara and Catherine, and this is for Church Girls Only. Real conversations for today's church girl, navigating life with salvation in mind. Hey, church girl. Hey, (laughs) y'all. We are back for another episode today, and we're going to be talking about having joy or sharing joy in difficult times. Yeah, this one, even at my age, this is something I am still struggling with, um, and we are going to get into that very much in this episode about why that's a struggle and what to do about that when we are having that battle. When we talk about sharing joy in the difficult times, I think of, you know, when my friend, you know, is pregnant with her second and third child and I've been struggling with, you know, infertility and they're like, well, I want you to come to my baby shower, you know, trying to, to, to honor their joyful situation while, you know, navigating the the struggle that I've had or if you have a friend who you know is constantly being promoted at their job and you know just really moving up the ladder and and having all the success while you're stuck in this position or you don't have a job you know being the friend that's like oh my gosh I'm so excited that you know my career is going but your best friend is not having the same success or the same results or you know where you've been a bridesmaid and, you know, 30 different weddings and yet another friend is engaged in getting married before you. Like, how do you navigate all of those things? And why is it so hard for us to, I guess, not even compromise, but come, come to the, the a middle ground and be on the same um, path and understanding when someone else is doing better than you are and and how all of that plays out well i think it's first nature or like human nature for us to feel like we have to be appropriate in certain conditions and situations right um it's very easy to um try to i guess censor yourself or censor your happiness or your joy based off of someone else's levels or where they are in their life um and I know I struggle with it because I feel like I want to empathize with where the people that I love are in their life and what they're going through. But at the same time, I'm also a very like, I, I like to present, I like to practice present being present in the moment. So I feel like if something really good is happening, like I like to soak it in, in the moment and, and like try to like, just drink it all in. <laughs> um, and so I feel like sometimes it can be hard to navigate that part of my personality when it seems like there's like a whole bunch of things just going wrong. And I think that this has been a point for me that has come up, especially during the pandemic, because, you know, everybody is experiencing so much on so many different levels of just trying hard times like even if it's just that you're stuck in the house all the time like that is a lot to deal with um and I feel like especially with my personality like I'm usually more bubbly more happy 
anyway by nature like that's just who I am but I also feel like at the same time like there's this dichotomy within me that's like okay like maybe I'm not being sensitive to the next person if I'm always talking about like being joyful and happy and uplifted right so I think for me um you and I would say like even up until I was probably 33 because that's when I got married and that's when you know my my life kind of changed where it's like okay now I have something that I've always wanted so I wasn't necessarily on the other side of you know having to watch somebody else be joyful while I was you know stuck in my singleness you know just using my my experience and that's not to say that I still don't have down days because being married and and having a husband which was you know what I always wanted you know I had that but now I am you know we're in our our walk of infertility where all of my friends and people younger than me are having kids and having babies um you know still trying to be joyful for them because I've had people tell me you know they didn't want to um kind of like rub it in my face that they were pregnant because they knew I had been struggling. Um, and just, you know, how figuring out how to still be happy for them when I was sad myself. I think there's so many different complexities to our emotions just as human beings in general. Um, it's like, it's almost like you're not 100% one thing at all, at any space and time. Like I can be happy about something over here and simultaneously be sad or, you know, down about something totally different. Um, it's just, I think it's about our perspectives. Um, I think it's about us assessing where we are um, internally. And then also just kind of being honest about those feelings and just owning them. Um, I know that, you know, for, even for me, like there was a, a space and time where I struggled with infertility as well. And I know the, the places of like sadness and being down that you feel like you can't even really share with other people because it's like, it, it's just such an emotional mm -hmm. experience in and of itself. Um, and like, I also experienced that where it was like, I was struggling with infertility, didn't know what was going on with me. And, you know, like I had friends that were getting pregnant, like back to back to back. And like, you know, I felt like I, it didn't dampen, it didn't dampen my joy for them. But at the same time, there were these places inside of me that felt like extra sad, like, dang, like, you know, when, when is it going to happen again for me, you know? Um, and so I think that, you know, being able, I, I feel like it's really important. And we, we talked about good characteristics in a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's really important to be able to have relationships with people that understand, like, there's no jealousy in me, you know, when I'm expressing how I'm feeling about what I'm going through. And I'm not looking at you at the side eye just because you're not where I'm at right now, good or bad position, right? Yeah. And I, and I'm glad that you, you said that specific word because I was, you know, asking, wanting to ask from a ministerial perspective, how big a role does jealousy play um, in our emotions when we are, when we have a friend who has joy 
and they are we we kind of you know turn against them or have um harbor resentment towards them because of our jealousy and how do we work through that and you know bonus points you know throwing scripture in there that addresses you know issues of jealousy like what is that how is that a reflection of our character when we respond to someone's joy with jealousy well you know um i think we have to be very careful when you start walking those that along that line of jealousy because it's never just jealousy and that's it it's jealousy and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into rooted more rooted and i want to say darker darker emotions like you know jealousy can can turn into envy and then keeps going into um into bitterness into um covetousness and covetousness is a place where you really do not want to be because it's it literally says in um my pastor actually talked about this earlier this year where covetousness is different than just being jealous of someone mm -hmm. covetousness is saying not only do i want what you have but i want your thing and i'm willing to do whatever it takes for me to have it and and it is a very um it's a very bad bad place to be spiritually um because then you have a hardened heart to god and to his word being enacted in your life there's a space in scripture i believe it's in the book of joshua that specifically talks about and i can't remember the name i'm paraphrasing the story i think it's around chapter six of joshua where it talks about the um the children of israel going into um into the city to destroy the city mm -hmm. god told them don't take anything from the city don't you know don't try to keep anything for yourself destroy everything and one of the people that went in to fight decided they were going to take some gold and a robe and they went and they hid it in their tent but all these things started happening and when it talks about what this this man that took the stuff experienced he literally was saying that he coveted after the stuff and so you don't want to get to a place in your in your spiritual walk with god where you're actually coveting after people and what they have mm -hmm. and then just to the human side of it because i feel like i'm as a minister i think it's very important to bring the scriptures down to where we can apply it um in application of that if i go around wanting other people's blessings and i'm literally living in a way that says i reject what god has for me and i feel like if god is all-knowing and he knows what i need then i can't afford to put myself in a position where i'm rejecting what he says is good for me because he knows better than i do he knows me better than i know myself and so you know it's taken me a long time to get to this place because i feel like now i'm a little bit more even even what is it called but basically i see it a little bit better with with my perspective um to realize that even though i might not have what the next person has or what my girlfriend has i know that god has something special for me that is waiting for me and I may not have gotten to that place yet. Or I may not have gotten to the place where I'm able to receive it, but I believe in the process. I believe in what he's allowing me to experience, to know that it's just a matter of time before I'll be able to experience the same joy. 
And that that made me think of the the saying that what God has for you is for you. And hearing people say that and reflecting that it usually comes out of the mouths of people who have what they want. Like you never, you very rarely hear someone on the other side of that who is is wanting or in a season of lack say, you know, what God has for me is for me. And I think that goes to, it speaks a lot to the, the heart of covetousness. I'm not going to say that right. <laughs> um, that you were just speaking about, that it's very easy for us to say all is well when we have what we want, when we're happy in our situation. But if we are not in that place, that we cannot, it, it's hard for us to express feelings of joy and contentment when we are not joyful or content in our situation. And that being in that space, I think often um, gives room for a, a disconnect to grow so that when you do have everything that you need, you're still not appreciative of what you have because you want more. You continually want more. Yeah. Um, and I'll, two places in the scripture um, were coming to mind as you were speaking, sis, but I was thinking about um, the Shunammite woman whose son died suddenly. And once the prophet got to her, he asked, like, is everything well? She was like, it is well. It takes a great amount of faith and hope to say that in the even though everything is not good right now, I'm still going to speak and believe that it will be um, and to see beyond where I presently am. And so I think, you know, especially because I want to feel like, I feel like I want to look at it from both sides. As a friend who might be in a more joyous space, but realizing that my friend is not in a joyous space, I want to be sensitive to that. I want to see what I can do to minister to that pain um, and to try to help encourage them to build up their faith and their hope and their belief for what I know God is going to do in their life. And then on the other side of it, as I also want to make sure that I'm not downplaying what God is doing for me because I still believe that you know, I'm supposed to give him glory for the things that he's done. like, and, and also realizing that as I'm walking out, you know, the joy that I'm experiencing, I understand what I went through to get to this place. I understand, you know, the days that I might've been in the position that my friend is in and had to, you know, walk it out with prayer and faith and supplication and fasting and all of these things you know, and so I think, you know, on both sides of it, even when I do happen to be the person that's a little bit down, I'm able to kind of reflect back and think about the times where, you know, before this, I've had down times. Before this, I've had places and spaces in my life where I didn't feel very joyous and I didn't see how things were going to change. But I know that God brought me on the other side of it before he can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that was going to be my next question, but you explained it so beautifully um, about how, how do we balance that having a testimony and then not 
making others feel badly for sharing our testimony because I think at least for me where I'm where I struggle to find the balance is because I want to be sensitive to my friend who is not in that season of being able to be joyful for me I want to I, I have a hard time balancing that with hiding my own joy and not giving God the the glory and honor that he deserves for bringing me to that situation because I'm more concerned with how my friend is feeling versus recognizing and honoring and and speaking to you know what God has done for me like how do I how do I balance that out because I don't ever want to appear insensitive or appear like I'm rubbing something in somebody's face because I care about people and I care about my friends and I don't want them to feel upset or jaded because of my blessings. But how do I navigate being blessed and letting people know that I have these blessings and not hurting someone else? I, I think it goes on a person by person basis and also realizing that there are different ways to share your testimony and giving God glory too. If I know that, you know, especially in a particular area of life, if I know that my friend is struggling with this certain area and is a soft, it's a very soft and sensitive place for them, I don't necessarily have to share it directly with them to be able to share my testimony and to express how good and how grateful I am for, for what God has done. Um, and so I think that, I think you kind of have to pick, right? Pick and choose. I think it's also okay to have these conversations with our friends. If this, really, if this is really your sister, this is really your friend, like you can have those honest moments. I have honest call to the carpet, come to Jesus moments with my friends all the time. Like, sis, you know, I know that you're going through X, Y, and Z. You know, do you feel okay? Or how do you feel when I share X, Y, and Z? and get their, listen to their perspective, listen to how it affects them. And I feel like you also have to give your friend space to be honest with you too. <laughs> don't be mad if they say, you know, like sis, I'm happy for you, but I don't want to hear that or I don't want to talk about that. And I feel like it's the same thing on the, on the flip side of it, because I'm gonna talk about it from both perspectives. If you're the person that's down all the time, we did talk about negative Nancy's before, but you might be going through a rough patch and a rough season. And if I know that my friend is on the uh, on the top of the mountaintop, you don't necessarily want to bring them down with all the stuff that you're going through. And so it's about just having honest conversations about where you are and, and also saying that there's a space for, for both of those things. There's a space for your pain. There's a space for, you know, you going through the trials and the tests. And there's also a space to celebrate and to rejoice overcoming and being in a different space and going to the next level um, and giving room to all of that and realizing that wherever space we may find ourselves in, in our walk, in our lives, that there's room for God in all of it, first of all. And secondly, if we are really truly friends and sisters in Christ, there's room for it, for me to go through it with you and to walk with you as we navigate through both of those areas. Yeah. Um, so if you can speak to, I know we talked about it on the, you know, good church girlfriends episode, but what do you do as a person who can never share your joy 
with a friend because they are the negative Nancy that no matter what is going on, like they will never ever be happy for you. Like how do you navigate that situation? I I hold myself accountable to this standard. I'm just gonna speak for me. That I am the keeper of my joy. I am the keeper of my garden, my peace, all of it. I, I'm responsible for that. Yes, I want you to walk along with me in that when I'm joyful and when I, you know, I'm experiencing good things. I want you to feel that for me too. But if you don't, and I start to realize that you're not in that space and I can't share those things with you, more likely than not, I'm going to distance myself because I already know as a person, I'm more inclined to finding joy in things. That's, that's naturally my personality. I wouldn't question the person necessarily to say that they're jealous. Maybe they're just a negative person. They're a pessimist and they're optimist. Maybe they're more pessimistic in their views and in their perspectives. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with a person being a negative Nancy, but then you also have to self-assess for yourself, does that work for me? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for the person that I am, I can't really hang with the negative Nancys for too long because it brings me down. So, <laughs> I mean, I will love you. I will continue to support you. But I also understand that you're probably not a person that I'm going to be able to walk very closely with. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to, I, I was looking at some scriptures that talk about joy because there is, there is a very big difference between joy and happiness. It, it even, it's a big difference, but it's a very fine line. Um, I think joy, happiness comes from like external factors. Like there are things like ice cream sandwiches make me happy. Um, it is not a source of my joy, but they make me happy. Uh, Doritos make me happy. Food makes me happy, which is why I need to be on a diet now. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> joy uh happiness is is comes from an external source whereas joy is supposed to be an internal thing and and god is always supposed to be the source of our joy and if we are living a life that understands joy peace and contentment whether or not something makes us happy or unhappy is going to have less of an effect on us because if we have true joy, peace, and contentment, we can still, you know, we can still be positive and have hope regardless of what's going on around us and, you know, what we feel like we're missing out on. So I wanted to read James chapter one, verses two and three says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I wanted to read that particular scripture about joy because we are tested a lot in our lives. And we have to remember that no matter what that test is, that it's all supposed to be so that God gets the glory in the end. And I think especially when we talk about sharing joy in the midst of difficult times, that 
when we are going through our own trials and are faced with how to handle ourselves, when we hear about the joy and happiness of those around us, that it is an opportunity for us to show God that we are still trusting him and that we are going to lean on him and still walk in faith with him, no matter how much external sadness we feel, that on the inside we can still be content in what he has for us and knowing that he is the ultimate designer of our lives and that he knows what is best for us. Because even in the midst of us not getting what we want at the moment, he always has something bigger and better for us. And, and having joy and being content in your circumstances is something that cannot be swayed so easily by external happiness or unhappiness. Yeah. Um, there's actually another scripture that, that um, came to mind as well that kind of talks about like that dichotomy of, you know, having joy and then also those that are sad or in um, down places and that's in Romans 12 and 15 and it says rejoice that th with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep so if, if you do have to be sensitive to your sisters in Christ and realizing that you know if you're going through something sis and you sad about it I'm gonna cry with you if you happy about something and you want to rejoice, I'm going to rejoice with you. Yes. And that's how we should, you know, navigate these situations and not feel guilty for one being feeling one way or the other. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really hard to do that when you are not, I won't say an absolute, but when you are still working on being spiritually mature, it's, it's hard to, straddle that dichotomy of, you know, being happy with someone who is happy and being sad with someone who is sad, but that is what we're called to do, to, you know, do this life together and to be, to walk side by side. You know, it's, it never said that it was going to be easy to do that. It just said, this is what you need to do. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's an awesome goal to have, to want to, you know, grow in spiritual maturity that you can you know, have that relationship with people so that when they do share their joy in your difficult season, that you can still be okay with that. And that when you are in your own difficult season, that you can still have joy and be happy for your friend who is succeeding or, you know, having the family or getting married or whatever it is that you feel like, you know, this is what I want and I'm still struggling with not having it, that you can still have a spirit of compassion and, and happiness and joy for that person, for your friend. I love that word um, that you use at the end there, compassion. Because I think that we, we should kind of put ourselves in the position to where we understand that we've all been in both places mm -hmm. and to kind of hold ourselves accountable to trying to feel what that person feels and being moved by how they're being affected during this time. Um, and I think that that's really a mark of Christ. Um, a lot of times in scripture throughout the gospels, that's what you saw when Jesus would run across different people within different conditions. 
that he was moved with compassion for these people. And it moved on his heart in such a way that compassion says, I, I'm not, I'm not sympathizing with you. I'm not just saying I'm sorry for you. I'm moved by what's moving you and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to see how I can meet the need or try to minister to you where you are. Yes. And I, you know, what you were saying just made me think about how, you know, just simply calling it the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Because I think a lot of times when we are up, 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 we forget that we started at the bottom or that it is very easy from for us to fall from where we've climbed to, especially if, you know, we have put, you know, our work, our family, our marriage, whatever, in, in, in an idolatrous position that those things can be taken away from us. And the way that you have treated others when they were not on the up and up is how you're going to be treated when you fall. Because things are not always going to be good. You know, when you said that I want to follow Christ, you did not sign up for an easy, perfect life. Things are not always going to be good. Things are not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And knowing that the way you treat people when they're in their season of, of sadness, when they're in their valleys, that is how you're going to be treated when you are also, when you also find yourself in the same valley or the same seasons of sadness. Absolutely. It's definitely a, a, a you are going to reap what you sow type of situation. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think too, if you haven't gotten to that space where you're reaping what you've sown in terms of being joyful with other people, because we talked about, you know, having the negative Nancy, but what if you are in a down space and you haven't been a negative Nancy, you've been rejoicing with other people. And I think that that also speaks to having hope in God's word, knowing that there's going to be a time for you to rejoice. And when you're rejoicing, somebody's going to be there to, to, to celebrate and to support you just like you were there and you were supporting other people. Yes, absolutely. I believe that 100%. Okay. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to come to you again and to kneel before your throne and to say thank you for this opportunity that we've had to share your word with our community and to help others as they navigate sharing joy in difficult seasons. Lord, we know that our lives are going to be full of ups and downs and that we will have people in our lives who are experiencing joy and happiness and success when we are not dealing with the same things. And we understand that those feelings can sometimes cause us to stray away from you and to stray away from the lessons that you would have us to learn. Lord, I just pray that if we have a sister who is listening to this, who is in the season of trying to celebrate with a friend when they are having their own losses and feeling like they are not where they want to be in their life, Lord, I pray that you bless them with, with a measure of the Holy Spirit that will help them find peace and joy and contentment in all that you have given and all that you will give. Lord, I just pray that you continue to guide us and to help us to love each other 
with compassion and understanding and that you help us to still be able to navigate and walk alongside each other, no matter where we are in our lives. Lord, I pray that you help us to always know that joy comes from you and that having the joy found in you will always keep peace in our hearts. Lord, this is our prayer in your son's name. And Cara and Catherine, and you've listened to another episode of For Church Girls Only. Make sure to follow us at For Church Girls Only on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and Church Girls Only on Twitter.